saw. I'd been running with the Ginnels since I was a kid in the factories. Striking, organising. We were doing what we could to stick up for ourselves. Atrium had been our signal to do something bigger. And for the couple of years after their barricades went up, we'd started being more proactive. Disruption, stealing supplies, trying to win people over to our side. That job was a part of it. We got word that the tenders were moving summit through Atrium, a weapon of some kind. I can see that you've heard of the tenders. Most people seem to have. I bet you're used to thinking of them as anathema. The heretic jackals that come along and murder your gods. Growing up in Embrace, though, they were our heroes. There wasn't one kid in the city that didn't dream of joining their ranks when they grew up. Us that used to play in the alleys and back streets of Calvary used to have a game. A bunch of us would cluster together, locked arm in arm, roaring and vicious, pretending to be a remnant. Whoever was left got to be one of the tenders, to be Carmen Dacre or Arbor's Precedent or another one of their legends. Everyone had their favourite, though there was always one we fought over. Orkan Nim Shalif, the slayer of relict in the Orca Hull. In those streets where we played, we could see his tower, where he was said to keep watch, asleep until Embrace needed him. I'm not sure how much stock I ever put in those legends. Definitely never imagined meeting him, face to face. Welcome to These Flimsy Rituals, an actual play podcast focused on telling small stories in big worlds. Joining me today are Beck Mihalik. Hi, I'm Beck. I'm at r underscore Mihalik on Twitter. And Steve Martin. Hello, I'm Steve and I'm on Twitter at purple underscore Steve. And I'm your host, Adam Dixon. You can follow me on Twitter at @tdixon. And if you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Flimsy Rituals. So today we're going to be continuing our Embrace campaign. But instead of playing a game of Blade in the Dark, we're going to be playing a hacked version of The Skeletons by Jason Morningstar. And the reason we're doing this is we're going to be using it to play through the story of Oaken, who is one of our crew members, who is played by Beck. And we're going to be using it to explore the ways in which like Oaken is slipping through time, which we'll get to in a minute and why that's happening. But Beck, do you want to tell us who Oaken is? Sure. So Oaken was a character in a one-shot we did. Um, Oaken is a jackal, one of the tenders. He was never going to be anything but coming from the Nim Shalif family. And despite being brash, headstrong and selfish, he's a skilled fighter and he landed the killing blow on the remnant relict. Therefore, he was the one to receive its gifts, its powers, and all the fame that such a feat creates. So if you've not listened to the episodes before and you don't know who Oaken is and this is like entirely new to you, you can listen to all of that if you want in our Shards and Fragments earlift. 
but you don't have to. Like you can just listen here and it's fine and we'll introduce you to who Oaken is and who who they need to be for the series. Essentially, one of those gifts that Oaken received um was that he started slipping through time. Like he killed the remnant, he went back home, he got like lauded as a hero, and then suddenly he'd close his eyes and like days, weeks, months, years would just pass. I guess what we've got in our head is like between that and where our campaign is at the minute, there might be like decades or centuries between those times. And yeah, we're using the skeletons because it's a game about time and skipping over like centuries because it's normally about skeletons locked in a tomb that only wake up when invaders come. And we've kind of hacked that to tell the story of Oaken so we can kind of explore who he was after killing Relict and who he has become over like all these centuries so that when we play Embrace with him, we kind of have more of an idea about who he is. So as well as exploring Oaken and his story, myself and Steve are going to be playing skeletons, characters, factions, I guess. Um, the book refers to skeletons. When I'm saying skeletons, it's basically one of our characters. So Steve, who are you playing? Um, I'm going to be playing the jackals and also individuals therein, I suppose. And at the same time... I'm going to be playing as the Nimshali family, so Oaken's family. So, like, through this, we're going to explore, like, the organization of the Tenders and the Remnant Killers, who Oaken belongs to, as well as Oaken's family. So the way the skeletons works normally is we'd all play as a skeleton, and we'd close our eyes, and then at some point, one of us would say, Arise, skeletons, it's time to defend the tomb. When we do that, we, we would choose something, one of the options for like who the intruder is at that particular time. And we'd describe how we defeat them, and then we'd close our eyes again and go back to sleep. And we're essentially going to be recreating that structure. So we're using a lot of the conceits of skeletons broadly. So intruders could be anything from a thing attacking and intruding the place where Oaken is, to a mission that Oaken has just kind of woken up and been sent on. The next thing we need to do is uh, we need to work together to sketch the outlines of our tomb. So for me, like I think our tomb is the building where like the jackals are headquartered. What I kind of imagine is it's built into or like between two vertebrae of Rodella. So these two vertebrae kind of flank the building like like bone towers, and then the rest of the building is sort of in between that. And then I think our second tomb is where Oaken is kept. I don't know whether that is like, you know, some like a prison underground or like a place of honor, but we can decide that. And I think that allows us to look at both like the jackals as a whole, but also like the, the tiny space where Oaken is and what Oaken sees most of the time when he wakes up. Um, but if anyone else has any ideas of where Oaken is being kept, like I'd be interested to hear it. Do we, is this where Oaken sleeps, or is this where Oaken is kept when they are awake? I think it's sleeps, right? Because I think yeah. when you're awake, you're doing a thing. Yeah, I think I imagine something horribly gaudy and ornate for a room that's used just to store this unconscious person. <laughs> You know, when, when something's so kind of fancy and ornate and luxurious, it's almost really uncomfortable. It's stuffy and oppressive. Yeah. Maybe maybe so like there's a main room and 
a well-guarded corridor, right? Yeah. Um, Do they keep, like, other treasures in here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they must do. It's very, you're not allowed to actually live in it, you know. I, I imagine maybe, like, a big, ornate bed for them to rest in. I'm thinking very, like, Snow White, you know, yeah. the glass coffin. Yeah. Okay. So on our couch sheets, we all have an additional note as well for like something that we should all add to this map. Ah, yes. So Oaken's question was, where do they keep you when you sleep? Note the answer on the map. So I think we've got that. Where, where is this room? Is it on the ground floor? Is it below? Is it, is it within like one of these bone towers? Yeah, maybe in the tower, you know. What a wonderful gift for Oaken to be up in this lonely gaudy tower yeah and imagine like maybe this entire tower is like filled with stuff yeah that the jackals want to preserve and it's kind of like where to show people almost it's yes. part vault it's part like we want to impress some visitors Ooh. let's let's take them in here yes so the jackals um get to answer how do the tenders defend their home note the answer on the map so steve what sort of defenses do you reckon the jackals have I think um I think they tend to stay behind their like thick walls quite a lot. I think there's like a single gate, quite ornate and very very sturdy looking. These towers act as kind of lookout points as well. Um and the the main building or the main sort of compound is quite squat and barely sticks out above the above the walls, so most of the time the people of the city only ever see the walls and the towers. Are there any sort of like alarms or anything, or is it just like sentries? Um, it's just like patrols along the walls, and you know, it's because it's surrounded by by a city. It's mm. it's very much kind of counting on the reputation and the uh the sort of visibility of the whole place to to stop people trying their luck. Really, I, I guess my question would be: Do they have any particular defenses against like remnants and their envoys? Ooh, that's a point. Or ghosts? <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's got to be there's got to be stuff against ghosts, I suppose. I think I I reckon there's there's like a certain arrogance um, to these guys. Um, mm. Like the idea of a remnant coming here to the graveyard of two remnants just seems so unlikely, and also they'd see it coming because of the whole predicting the future kind of thing, and they they kind of feel that if something was going to come they'd be ready for it yeah the predicting thing is kind of important i guess so one of the ways that the tenders guide themselves is through a thing called the yield which i imagine it's like almost like a big garden under a dome and they use that they use the growth of like the trees and plants there to predict which remnants are going to become issues and like to guide them about like what they should strike against so my question as uh, the Nim Shalif family, is where do the tenders meet with you? What do they let you see? So I think we've described a little bit of this. Um, I think the tower is like, especially where they'd show like first-time visitors. When they want to show off, they probably lead you in there. I imagine if you come through the main gate of the building, there is probably like a big fancy lobby um, with some offshoot rooms uh, where they, they would get you to wait. And I think also there's probably like a big dining hall 
for like when they're entertaining, you know, like the city's notables. I think in Nim Shalif's case, we probably have like special dispensations to go to Oaken's rooms. I don't know if that'll hold up throughout the game, but I can imagine that that's a thing they'd fight for. Does that make sense, Steve? Yeah, sounds good. I guess a thing to know about the Jackals is I imagine a lot of their leadership comes from the Great Families, and that probably like alters over time depending on like you know who is in charge. And I think one of the things we established in Shards and Fragments is, at least at this time, a lot of the people in the Jackals are the children of those Great Families, and it's kind of a way of them getting prestige. I wonder if it's like the kind of place that has the, the family coat of arms down the entrance uh, for each of the families represented within the organization, you know, uh, or like family mark of the most famous jackals and that kind of stuff. It's like a prestige thing. So when people come, they see these and know that they've got this kind of eternal greatness almost. Yeah, definitely. And there's maybe like even family rooms, the same way you'd have embassies in the UN. If all the great families kind of are entwined with the jackals, at least in this moment, I imagine they have offices and like almost like houses Mm -hmm. okay so we've started to create our map i think otherwise we're ready to jump into play hell yeah we're going to play through three ages in our case the three ages are called time slips a beleaguered city and then shifting streets and on each of these ages there are three different intruders that might appear we're going to take it in turns to choose who these intruders are, and then we're going to play out what happens with them. After we've chosen, um, we will be prompted to maybe reveal some memories. We might also be prompted to choose on some additional tables that kind of describe what happens between ages. And then we'll close our eyes and we'll choose how long passes and we'll sit there in silence and darkness. And then once we wake up, we will play out another intruder. Once we play two in an age, we'll go to the next age. So we'll probably have around five or six different intruders. On each intruder, um, we're going to choose who is in that scene. We'll each have the authority to say how we're involved, if we are. Or we might just sit out and play as the intruder and describe their actions and what they do. Does that all make sense? Yeah. All good. Let's do this. Did we decide what our waking up phrase is? Did we want to go for like, Jackal's wake. Yeah. I think jackal, like referring to Ogans particularly, rather than jackals. Yes, yeah. Okay, we're going to turn out the lights. I think I'm just going to close my eyes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And take a moment to breathe. Feel the silence. Imagine the weight of countless years. And when you're ready, open your eyes and say, Jackal, wake. Jackal, wake. So what's going to happen is one of us is going to choose an intruder, mark it, and follow the instructions. When two intruders have been checked off and dealt with, go to a beleaguered city. So who would like to choose first? Should definitely be back. We could have you first and last. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. 
Um, okay, so would you like to make the first choice? I absolutely would. I am going to go for a family member hoping to leverage my prestige. Describe this person. What do they hope to gain from your legend? What event do they wheel you out to? Do you play along? You may answer one question. Hughes once on either the glory fades or God's laugh table. Okay. Do you have an idea of who this person is? Um, in my mind, it was the parents. Both of them? At a modern two? Um, no, I think two, yeah, the old traditional family unit. <laughs> um, they are the ones that encouraged Oaken to join the Jackals, precisely hoping for this exact kind of situation where fame and glory beyond their own station is now available. I think they hope to gain even more power than they already have. I think they hope to parade Oaken around, show him off as theirs, as something they made, and uh, yeah, raise their status a bit. Is there something in particular that they're they're sort of bringing him out to? How does the power structure of the jackals work? I think it's fairly. You've got sort of the the heads of each department almost. Um, the jackals themselves are. There's not very many of them. They're fairly autonomous. Okay, maybe the more fertile ground for a power grab is within the city itself then maybe Hmm. they try to you know throw a party to welcome back the hero is it like a parade or something like that yes yes oh it's it's way over the top isn't it way way over the top have they got a float with a statue of you (laughs) on it i think they commission a sculpture of the moment Oaken oh my god, defeated. are you driving the spear in? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, oh my god. Can I give some names to these? Can I call them Empard and Ovas? Yes, you certainly can. So, I guess a thing I'd like to see with this being the first one is, have you already slipped through time? And like, do you just wake up to them in front of you? I think I imagine this is the point where it's, it's not quite showing itself it's open sleeping a bit more than usual that's fine you can now um i think oaken is starting to realize something is wrong starting to feel something inside them slip and change but they've not vocalized it they've tried to hide it so far because why would you want to put a dampener on this parade like maybe there's a moment where they're being taken by carriage to this parade and they kind of like fall asleep oh my god they sleep through the parade <laughs> do, do they sleep i was gonna say they maybe wake up or they fall asleep through the parade which, which one would you prefer i think them sleeping through the parade would be awful for both them yeah. and their parents so obviously i'm going to choose that <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh no do you think they they prop him up Yes. They've got someone sat behind him waving for him. To show the crowd. Yeah, like, they they probably just move you along in your carriage. Like, they can't wake you. Like, they go to find you in in your room and they can't wake you. So it's like, we need to do this. This is our political gain. Like, we've organised this. It it cost us a lot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. That's awful. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things we didn't do um, is like read the little descriptions of who our characters are. Um, so Nim Shalif, uh, specifically at this moment, are one of Embrace's great houses. But they're also like the incomers. They're like the nouveau riche. We've spoken about this before a little bit back as you were like, you imagined them being sort of outsiders-ish. And I'm imagining it's maybe a case where like lots of their wealth and like territory is outside of the city, but they're slowly trying to muscle their way in. And this is one of their like, if we do this, it will show us in a really good light. Yeah. And it goes badly. (laughs) Very badly indeed. I think people totally notice. I think a lot of people are oblivious, but there are definitely people who are like, what what was wrong there? Like people get a sense that something is wrong. Like there were meant to be speeches, but all, all we got was this like carriage ride through the street. Like this isn't how you parade a great hero. This is not how jackals have done it in the past. That they, they walk. And is it just me, or did it look like his eyes had been painted onto his eyelids? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really like to imagine the statue is much more handsome and muscular than Oaken is as well. <laughs> it's actually uh, got three arms. Yeah. Oh god, the yeah. statue's got three arms. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did we talk about like what gear Oaken has? I don't think so. We should provide some context for the arms. Yeah. So Oaken has the Spear of Light, which is his weapon. It's probably one of the most treasured, valuable things in the family. Mm. Um, Oaken did have a mechanical third arm that he lost in the fight, but he did gain a bee. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bee the size of like a chaffinch, which is, I think, related to um, the remnant relict in some way. I think this is one of the things where like we're not entirely sure how or like what the bee is or whether it's an envoy or whatever, but we're going to find that out through play. I think Oaken realised it was important in some way and took it without informing the other jackal. Okay. That sounds like we've wrapped up that question and that scene. Um, So if you want to answer a question, you can and tick it off. You don't have to. I'm going to answer one of mine because we kind of covered it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The question is, where is your family from? And why did they set their eyes on Embrace? I think maybe the family is from a place called Gallants, which is a coastal region in the north. And it's kind of a place where there are lots of like free states, basically, that band together to kind of hold out. Lots of places that don't really look further than their remnant, other than when they need to defend themselves. Um, and I think the family are kind of maybe a group that got rich from trading between those states and the city. And they kind of see Embrace as both a place where they can continue to like create wealth and gain power, but also I think it's quite a prestige-focused family. Like I feel like in Gallant, you can't really set yourselves up as a group that is important in the way you can in Embrace. Like in Embrace, if you're a great family, you are kind of like in many ways like Tretters, like a noble family would be, and like this feels like a place they can consolidate their hold and like gain prestige and create some kind of legacy. Um, does anyone else want to answer a question? I think I'm I'm okay for mine. No, I think I'll I think I'll leave mine for the moment until we've actually had some some stuff happen to the jackals. That makes sense. So then Beck, uh, you choose one from the Glory Fades or God's Laugh tables. Ooh. Okay. 
Um, I guess either a piece of your legend is rewritten or um, a source of your power is lost or beginning to fade, sorry. I'm feeling a piece of your legend is rewritten based on the very few people that like noticed something was wrong and might have misinterpreted it. Okay. Or maybe like as part of the whole thing, your family are bigging up what happened. You know, maybe it's the family that are rewriting it. Yeah, no, that totally fits. That's very good. They're not rewriting it in a negative way. They're rewriting it to make Oaken seem more daring, to make it seem like Oaken did everything right. So kind of making Oaken sound more heroic than he actually was? Yes, and it absolutely bothers him because he can't even live up to himself now. Yeah. Maybe some of that is like, as you were saying, like people notice something's wrong. Maybe over time your your family start to spin that as a good thing as well. As, as like you start to realise that Oaken is slipping through time, they kind of go like, oh, there, there's some way in which Oaken has been chosen or whatever. Oh, yeah. Maybe they think actually that time is incredibly important and, and meaningful, and which I suppose it could be. Maybe it is, but they definitely try to spin it. As almost something divine. It almost like ties into those sorts of legends you get about like kings that just suddenly disappear and yeah. they'll be back at the time of our greatest need. <laughs> yes. Which who knows, that might be true. But <laughs> yeah. Um when when Oaken got back from from killing Relict, it was it was you and Flint, wasn't it? The other jackal. Did you tell people that you kind of failed at first and and had to like Flint helped you get back on track and actually finish the job. I I think they told their parents, seeking guidance and comfort about it, and I think their parents have then kept it a secret. What if they flipped the tail? What if Flint started losing their way and you brought them back and oh, saved them? Oh no! And Oaken had to put them back on track. Yep. 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 <laughs> I, I guess because Flint doesn't come back. <laughs> yep. The important thing is Flint is the one that stayed out there and became like an envoy to the new version of Relict, who's called Bregu. So, like, I tried to save them, but I failed. Yep. Because, like, Flint actually gets, I think, in like some of the law we've established, Flint gets stricken off the, of the Jackal's records as like a shameful thing. Oh, wow. So, like, that all ties into that as well. Like, your family helping to spin that and create that is really interesting. Yeah. And, like, you don't find out about that until the next time you wake up. And by then it's too late. That's the story. Or maybe not even then. Not even then, yeah. yeah. Um, A hundred years later, you know, that's the story. Okay. So, so talking about the next time you wake up, uh, your next choice is how long passes? I think maybe this next one is for years. So, next time Oaken wakes up, their parents are actually... Very old, if not dead. Jackal, awake. Steve, did you want to go next? Sure. Oh god, I like both of them. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go other jackals out for your blood. Okay. 
You have become a symbol of everything about the tenders that they want to destroy. You wake to their angry faces. What do they think you embody? What stops them from killing you? Do other jackals intervene? What are their fates? Everyone may answer one question. Choose once on either the glory fades or God's laugh table. So, I think... I don't think the jackals have had to actually do anything since Relict. And I think the, there's such a big a big deal made about you, and it's been long enough now that most of the, the active jackals have... Like, you're the last one, maybe, that, that had actually killed a, a remnant. And you're inactive almost all the time. And maybe people have been talking about the jackals aren't needed anymore. So people think that the kind of effectiveness of the jackals can't compare to Oaken or something? Maybe, maybe it's just like everyone says, well, we don't need the jackals. Ooh. All we need is for Oaken to wake up. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens, you'll deal with it. You're you're the great Oaken. And I guess to stir the pot a little bit, I imagine the Nimshili family have kind of just been adding to this legend and living off it in such a way that it's sort of like added to those things of like, maybe we just need Oaken to lead the organization. Yeah. But also like, it's embarrassing. Like there are bits of it that are publicly embarrassing. And there are bits of like the Nimshili family where like, they're like cocky sons and daughters and children will just like go out into the streets going like, we're a cousin of Oaken. And kind of some of the jackals start to hate that. Guaranteed to get you late. It's like, oh yeah, Oaken's my second cousin, didn't you know? <laughs> What's like? Is there a a term for somebody who looks after, like I don't know, nurses or something? Somebody who looks after people who are asleep or you know a babysitters. Maybe people started calling the jackals just Oaken's nurses or something like Ooh. that. Oaken's attendants. I, I guess the thing I'm wary of is like the gaps between remnants are quite big anyway. Mm. Most jackals won't get to kill a remnant. I think the gaps we've got at the minute are like forty years between remnants sometimes. But like, there's still definitely space for that resentment to build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's a group of young, younger jackals. Um, maybe the last two or three who were were properly raised to the rank. Maybe they all came up together, and they've had to they've had to put up with this sort of scorn and disdain their whole their whole careers. I think maybe. Um... Two of them are sisters from the Nim Kalad family, who are another great family, like one of the first. And they also, like, part of this resentment comes from the fact that they just can't stand Nim Shalif. Yes, definitely. So what does this attack look like? I think they sneak in, or perhaps perhaps one of them is supposed to be guarding um, and sort of lets them in. And just as they enter the the room with, you know, swords drawn or whatever, Oaken wakes up. Oh. And the question in the thing is, what stops them from killing you? I mean, you know, Oaken's my boy, but I, I think maybe it's Oaken stopping them from killing him. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. You've probably still got, like, the spare in this room as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's very like, you know, Oaken can control the spear without touching it directly. So, I think especially if they were just planning on you being in this strange slumber, you waking up is just such a big surprise to them that it really gives you the upper hand. Um, and that question, what are their fates? 
Do you kill them? What do you think, Steve? I like I like the image that they've come into the room. You're you're asleep there, and they've got no reason to believe anything's going to happen. So I reckon they just kind of lounge around a bit, kind of talking and just like talking about how much they hate you. And you, your kind of eyes flicker open and then closed again. And the spear in the corner of the room just starts kind of lifting off the ground. And then there's just a panic. And I think, yeah, I think you kill them almost without really realizing what you're doing because you're sort of groggily waking up. Yeah. And as you come to full consciousness, you realize that there's just these three dead people in your room. Okay. Um, so I guess the next bit is everyone may answer one question if they want to. I think I would like to answer what is it like when you fall back asleep? Because um, I think waking up to find that he has killed these people is tremendously upsetting to Oaken like beyond his control and I think that would make him really scared of falling back asleep mm. because he would feel like he wouldn't know what he would wake up to. And is this like normal sleep? I almost imagine it as if they dream as relict when they are asleep. Can you remember it when you wake up? They can remember the feeling but not the specifics, not what happens. And I think maybe they will remember more or feel more strongly um, as it goes on, as they sleep for longer. But not now. Not just yet. Okay. Do you want to enter a question about the jackals, Steve? Yeah, so I've got... Um, what connection do you have to those you've just killed or driven away? What memory does it evoke? And, I mean, the connection is fairly obvious, you know, they're the kind of up-and-coming stars of the jackals, you know, the the, the, ne- the hope for the, the next generation. So I think that's going to cause some real problems. But what memory does it evoke? I think that there's been, I think the jackals as a whole have been quite a, a sort of fractious organisation. I think there's been a lot of uprisings and... Uh, internal conflict that's kind of kept hidden from the outside world. You know, people just see the jackals; they don't see what goes on within the walls. And I think, I think it, it it maybe changes the way they see themselves. There's this sort of realization that their holy warriors are human and jealous and petty and a lot more mortal than they let on. That's nice. Okay. Um, I don't think I want to answer anything. Um, so you get to choose one from Glory Fades or God's Laugh. Oh, okay, I like this one. The Jackal's treasures aren't tended to as meticulously. Do they stop tending to Oaken as well? Why? And I think as a result of this, they they start kind of playing down the legends a bit, trying to spread stories of the other you know the other jackals and the 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 other stories, and maybe maybe the 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 founders, the people who killed um, Rodea and Kadroya. And I think yeah, they stopped tending to oak. And I think the, you know, the, the, the there's not somebody coming in and you know washing them, you know changing the bedsheets and stuff. They just kind of the room starts to get dusty, and there's only one guard on the door, you know, during the day rather than two twenty four hours kind of thing. 
Okay, so how much time would we like to pass between this and the next invader? I think I think if it's got time for sort of the, the perception of the story to change and for sort of the, the jackals to come to to these realizations, I think it's got to be at least a month. So let's just go with a month. Okay. Jackals wake. So now we move on to our second act, which is called A Beleaguered City. So our intruders on in this section are called the Ochre Hull, which is an envoy from another remnant, um, a disciple, or the Spears of the Broken Crown, which is an army marches against us. I feel like we've not had anything weird yet, so I'd like to play that up. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. So let's choose the Ochre Hull. So an envoy from another remnant breaches Embrace's defences. Describe them. How do they launch their strange attack? They threaten disaster and leave scars. What ruin do they cause? How do we keep them at bay? So, describe them. What are these like? I've kind of got, like, an image of something with lots of limbs. Limb-like coral, almost. Like clusters mm. of reaching fingers. Oh, that's really good. I Yeah, I like the idea that this is sort of crawled up through the river. Oh, yeah. And it's just slowly worked its way up, specifically to embrace. I think there is a sense, I know some remnants can detect that embrace is like this big void in which no remnants really stake their claim and i think this big many-limbed thing kind of crawls its way down slowly over years and it's finally arrived um and i imagine it's like a bit like a starfish but if all its limbs are sort of like coral shaped and ragged and it kind of crawls its way up over the wall and i think because it's come through the river like our normal defenses don't protect against it it's maybe been like like a barnacle clung to Embrace's foundations for like half a century, just weakening and like slowly building strength and finding a way in, and it just appears in the city. I think the moment it touches Embrace's streets, Oaken wakes up. Ooh, like eyes snap open. Yeah. Awesome. And I think you know about this before the jackals do, almost. I think the bee buzzes, like... Maybe, where do, you, where do you keep it? It was a secret, wasn't it? So it must be on their person. You've probably got like that ragged, where your arm used to be, you've probably just got a flap of skin. Like that's really grim, but. Ah, uh, yes, like almost in, in a cavity inside Oaken's body. Yeah. That's, that's really bleak, that's but horrific. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the question is um, who else is in the scene? Do the jackals join in the defense? Oh yeah, definitely. I think I think they're a bit late to the party, but Oaken kind of g- goes rushing out of the gates, and the jackals kind of mobilize almost and follow him. I think Nim Shalif do as well. Most of the great families probably own their own private army, so I think it like falls its way onto the shore, kind of flopping down over one of the walls, 
and the ground starts to shift and change beneath it and trying to work out what its attacks look like i think it's like almost like a spreading of itself through the city and anyone it touch is is kind of turned into this strange living forest and it just kind of grows and grows i imagine fighting it is almost like putting out a fire it's creating like blocks that can't travel as easy like destroying pieces of it and slowly like edging it back and it probably takes like days to defeat this envoy and it probably takes months after that to do like the cleanup and make sure there aren't any pieces that kind of got further yeah that's that's nice and horrific the ruin they cause is i think when we finally dislodge it it kind of pulls a bit of the city i don't know whether we just kind of whether it pulls it off or we find a way to dislodge it um and it kind of floats out into the bay and we put wards around it so it can never come back out from there nice so everyone gets to answer a question if they want to I think now might be a good time to answer. Mal tries to communicate with you. What is this communication like? Do you understand them? If so, what did they say? Yeah. Mal is an envoy of relict, or was? Is Mal the bee? I, I think, in a way, I think they are part of Mal rather than the whole. Um, but they are enough. Yeah. So meeting another envoy, I think it's almost the Oaken in this between state. They have these dreams and they are part of Relic now in a way, but they're also still a jackal. And I think Mal is trying to influence them towards becoming an envoy almost. Of serving some purpose that isn't being a jackal. Yes, of, of serving the remnants. And did Oaken understand this, or is this... Is it like a slow realisation? I think Oaken doesn't want to understand this <laughs> at this point yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially as your last contact with any kind of remnant is one that came in absolutely wrecked shit. Yes. Like, you're not especially open to, hey, maybe remnants aren't that bad and you should, you know, think about joining them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've got, you know, all that jackal propaganda in you. Although they haven't dusted you in weeks, so, you know. <laughs> um, I think I would also like to answer one of my questions. I'm going to answer, uh, what connection do you have to those you've just killed or driven away? What memory does it evoke? I think this is an envoy of one of the remnants that is in the area that the family came from. And we definitely don't make this known in any way. But I think we were probably quite integral to fending it off, and that's because we we knew it and how it works. So we kind of get some glory from that. But we have this great secret we now have to keep. And there's maybe like a little bit of fear that we had a reason it is here, that it followed us in some way. Um what memory does it evoke? I think for our family, a lot of our family have probably become quite like fervent about not really liking remnants, and this reminds yeah. us why. I think because we're like one of the new great families, we've probably thrown ourselves into those beliefs, and like those beliefs through like emulating them and faking it have become now core tenants of our family, and like 
seeing this happen is like, okay, this is why we believe this. Yeah, I imagine as newcomers, as new money, you've had to prove those beliefs much more mm-hmm. than other families as well. Yeah, definitely. And like that proving to start with was fake, but then it, it becomes truth, right? Yeah. I also didn't read the second part of that, which is, if you're key to stopping the ochre hull, you may answer two if you want to. Yeah, sure. There's a question which is, which of the great families would you like to see crushed, and why? Um, It's Nimkalad. I think the feud has kind of just spilled over. Yeah. They tried to kill Oaken, and were out for revenge, and I think this boils over in the streets. Okay. Did you want to answer a second one, Beck? I might answer a very quick one, because I think it's something Oaken is asking themselves at this point, which is... Why did you become a jackal? And hmm. the answer is, I had to. <laughs> Your family made you. Yeah. And now he's thinking, why am I continuing to be a jackal? Is this like a like second child situation where like the first child inherits and then the second is like, okay, I guess you either join the church or the jackals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get a job you lay about, go kill some gods. Yeah. <laughs> Which which probably means that like all of the current Nim Shali family is just like people related to one of your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I then get to choose once on either Glory Fades or God's Laugh. Oh, I know what it is. It's a part of the building is altered and renovated. What drives this? What is covered up? Um, it's Oaken's room. <laughs> like I yes. think after yeah. all of these actions, it becomes like a political point. That Oaken helped in the defense of the city. Oaken woke up and was the first to know about this. And I think they put a load of money into creating like a really, really fancy suite. Huh. Um, oh no. Amazing. It comes via glass case around the bed. Yeah, I think there's a mix of like making it really fancy or like moved. It's like the highest room of the tower now or something. And it there's like a balcony that looks out over the city. It's like a lot bigger than the old room. I think. There is still the bed, but there's also, like, a strange, like, portable sarcophagi, basically, sarcophagus, um, in which we can put Oaken while he's, like, in deep sleep, or we can use to, like, transport him if we need to. Um, I think there are, like, very tackily emblazoned crests <laughs> of the Nimshalif family, as well as the jackals around the room. And I think the Nimshalif crest has kind of changed a little bit to, it now involves the Sun Spear. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. yeah. There's like there's a painting of the ochre hull on the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of it like coming out of the water. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah, I think it's at the top of one of these ribs. And at night it's like really brightly lit up. Oh yeah, maybe even like a kind of glass lattice wall. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's like a beacon. Yeah, or like Oaken is watching over the city. Yep. Oh my god. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, no, I like that. What gets covered up is really interesting. Um, What was here before? Um, What if being covered up doesn't necessarily mean you're replacing something? What if it's just like outshining something rather than necessarily replacing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's both like a very bright point on the hill, like the brightest point on the hill. Um, I also like the idea of they take the time to create like a load of tunnels in the bone 
like secret entrance ways and secret ways to get Oaken <laughs> in and out that allow people to use it in kind of clandestine ways. Okay. Um, so next thing I get to do is I get to choose what time passes. So like maybe half a century? Which means I also get to choose once on the World Crumble or Time Devours table. Ooh, I like this one. I think it builds uh, quite nicely off of what Steve was saying earlier about like the Jackals changing. Um, a new influx of recruits join the Jackals. How do they change the nature of the organization? I think the Jackals, while they still rely on the Great Families, start to rely on it less. They've always kind of recruited from outside anyway like you know finding the best warriors but i think that becomes the focus of their recruitment policy and yeah i think they're a very different sort of person than like the son of a noble family would be in some cases rough and uncouth like in other cases they just have very different cultures and i think the leadership doesn't change but like in terms of who the tenders are who the people that go out and fight remnants are like that that changes radically okay um so uh we said half a century so we get to sit for for three minutes so we close our eyes and let's do time Jackal, awake. Okay. So I think because we talked about this a little bit earlier, we want Beck to go last and have that kind of final say. Um, Steve, did you want to take the next the next choice? On yeah, go on then. So we've got a disciple left or the spares of a broken crown. I've got a really fun one. Um, I think I'm going to go with a disciple. A student sneaks in, drawn by your legend. What answers are they seeking? Do you teach them your skills? Are they as innocent as they appear? Everyone answers one question. If somebody strikes with unflinching force, they may answer two. I like the idea that the student isn't one of the jackals. I think it's just some street kid bigging themselves up amongst their friends that they're the best at sneaking and the best at hiding, and if they wanted, they could climb Oaken's tower and take something from his room. And they do. I think she's this this little 12-year-old who, when you wake up, she's got the bee in her hand. <gasps> what, what, what does Oaken do? Whoa, my bee! Um... <laughs> I mean, you, you've been asleep for a century, so as far as she's concerned, you know, this is an empty room. What is the bee doing? Like, is it trying to escape? Is it, is it like buzzing joyfully in her hand? Like my, you've described it as being kind of preserved in honey. So I see it as this almost inert thing, like in almost like in a, you know, like the mosquitoes in Jurassic Park, like in a block of amber. Um... So the bee is part of Mel, the bee part of Relic, Ten is part of Oaken, in a way. And what if the kind of power contained in that is too much 
for this person who hasn't been touched by an envoy or by a remnant yeah. of the way Oaken has. And what if it's a bit grim? Oh, no. Is there a chance for Oaken to stop that? Ooh. And then I guess the follow-up, if there is, does he? Ooh. <laughs> Maybe he tries to stop that, but there isn't a way? What if, like, as they take it, the bee kind of, it starts humming from inside this, like, honey. Mm. And as you're waking up, you see the honey kind of spreading up her arm. Oh, yeah. It's very terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, the question is, do you teach them your skills? <laughs> I'm not, not into a protege. Do they become a disciple in some way? Or does it become something in some way? Or is it just, she is dead, that's it? Um, I think maybe she is changed. But she can't be what Oaken is because she hasn't eaten the heart of a remnant. Yes. What if she's more like what Mel was? Ah. Yeah. Does Oaken feel any guilt for Relict? I think he does now. Um, And I think maybe him trying to stop Mel, trying to stop the bee trying to stop the girl being taken over by this is a bit of a recognition that a connection is there because he uses that connection to try and stop it. So I think it's also, you know, him realising what he's been denying for so long, that Mal is talking to him, that he has more of a connection with Revenants than he would like. But you don't teach them. I think he's still very selfish and terrified of responsibility. As guilty as he feels about Relict, he feels much guiltier about sending this kid away. I like the image of her just kind of slinking off into the maze, or whatever we're calling that. Yes, I was thinking that. And just growing there, becoming whatever she is now there. Okay, so everyone gets to answer a question. What I've been thinking about is, who was your founder? I like the idea, because the founder of the Jackals was probably involved in killing the two remnants. Yeah. Rodea, is it Rodella? And Kadroya? Yeah. So I think that the people that did that were two of their envoys. Yeah, so like, just as a reminder, part of the reason they were killed is that the two remnants got stuck in this, like, deathly embrace that was destructive not only to the region, but potentially the world in many ways. So you're saying that their envoys turned against them? Yeah, I think uh, like one of each of their, their envoys were the ones that realised this. You know, they were, they kind of came to this understanding and agreed that they were both wrong um and i think together they they grew like in order to figure out what to do they kind of grew what became the yield and that helped them figure out how to how to kill them and was it them that dealt the final blow or were like 
were there humans involved? I think there was humans involved. I think they helped like power somebody up to 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 do the thing. Yeah. I think that both of the remnants were so caught up in fighting each other that they weren't just defending against each other, they were perfectly defended against each other's envoys as well. So it had to be something different, it had to be something unexpected. And that was a person. I've got a family name for them, I think, which is cool. uh, Nim Daker, D-A-K-E-R. Do you have a first name? Um, I like Khan. Khan Nim Daker, yeah. And yeah, I like the idea that the envoys did this. That's really interesting. And I wonder, we don't have to answer this now, like whether they survived the death of their remnants. I doubt it. I think part of the gravity of realizing what they had to do was the fact that they weren't going to survive it. I like the idea that like maybe one of the envoys helped Khan set up the jackals as well. Like probably showed them how to draw from the remnants' energy. Yeah, one of them showed how to draw from the, the remnants' energy, the, the other showed how to cultivate the yield. Yeah, that's really nice. Awesome. So you get to choose once on Glory Fades or God's Laugh. The next time you awake, they don't come for you. How long are you awake alone in the dark? It's also quite a good one because we've not really discussed how long you're awake for when you're awake. Yeah, I um, is it like I'm awake for longer because I'm sleeping for longer kind of thing? Yeah. Because I think especially for how the campaign is going to work as well, it doesn't make sense for it to be like you're awake for an hour or yeah, something. Yeah. Maybe sometimes it's that, but like it feels like you could be awake for days or weeks or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a cop-out that Oaken stares up at the ceiling for like three days straight. <laughs> Just thinking... He's got a lot to process. I guess that as well, this is the first time he's had alone in a few centuries or summit now. But as far as he's concerned, it's just been a few days, but it's been such a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of like Oaken frantically like scribbling notes and stuff Ooh. and trying to work out what's going on. He's tattooing stuff on his own body so he remembers. <laughs> Ooh, no, I I quite like that actually, like trying to remember memories from the dreams. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. I was just doing a memento bit, but yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> also, I, I I don't know whether this is now or earlier, but I quite like the image of like Oaken screaming at the bee. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Just like um Jump cuts from Oak and kind of staring blankly at the ceiling to screaming at the bee to crying in the corner to... <laughs> Wait, has he still got the bee? He called the bee back to him for, before oh, sending okay. her away. And, and is, is it still encased in honey or is it just a bee now? I like the idea that it's sort of like a candied nut. Ooh, almost, yeah. Almost like honey, honey around the outside. But when it moves, <laughs> it, it, like, it has almost like a Ray Harryhausen sort of like stop motion vibe mm. to it. Yes. Hey, here's a gross idea. What if it travels inside him while he nope. is asleep? <laughs> oh no. That's that's horrendous. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next thing you need to do is choose how long we're gonna close our eyes for and how long passes. 
I think I think it's only a decade. So this time we turn off the lights and sit in silence for one minute. Jackal, awake. Okay. So we are now on to the third phase, shifting streets, which is we choose an intruder and we mark it and follow the instructions as normal. But when we feel that we've spent 10 or more minutes in the dark across the entire game, the next intruders will be our last. Regardless, if we check off the final group of intruders here, they will surely defeat you. So the three different options are a desperate rebel, an uncivil war, or a plotting envoy. I can't look away from a plotting envoy for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we, I think we set it up. It, it'd be yeah. a shame not to bring it back. Um, so a plotting envoy is they have sat beneath the earth, growing their strength. Now they mean to strike. What is their cause? Why do they come to you? Are they coming to cut you down or make you their instrument? So. Yeah, I think this is the girl that the bee has kind of uh, preserved. Did we, did we give her a name? I think she was just the disciple, wasn't yeah. she? I'm just looking at the list of names that we have. I quite like Soka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think the girl whose name is Soka comes back into your room. I think you wake up and she's maybe like stood near the end of your bed, the bee once again in her hand, and she looks at you. And I, I think she like opens her mouth and it's a bit it's a bit like do you know like when people draw slimes in like cartoons <laughs> or like people eating like honey in cartoons where they have like trails of stuff in their mouth. Uh... It's like trails of honey like as she opens her mouth. Ugh. And she says It is nearly time. I have been waiting beneath the earth for you and your help. This city is a void. It is unnatural. It is against the order of things. And at some point, it will collapse. And things you do not want to rush in will take it. I have seen them in the dark. I mean to stop them. Follow me, help me, and we will restore this city to how it should be. And we will protect it and its people from the dark things that are to come. So yeah, I think their cause is... Both they want to take the city for themselves. Like, this is an envoy who's gone like, hey, this is a bit of territory <laughs> that, is, that is free. Um, but I think there is obviously, like, a humanity here in that, yeah, you probably talk for a while. And they talk of things that are either, like, surrounding Embrace and waiting at its edges or below the city. And I think they see you as an instrument that they can use to help. God, everyone sees Oaken as an instrument, don't they? Yeah. Like, there's probably a thing of, like, they talk about you making amends. Oh. Right? Yeah. 
And I don't think this is necessarily a thing that's happening right now. It's like there'll be a time soon on the next time you're awake or like the time after that. Will you offer her your support? I think Oaken's sense of self and individualism is weaker now and their sense of themselves as part of a remnant is stronger. So although I think they are still reacting maybe badly on the conscious level, they do take it in. Yeah. And I don't know whether this is like all up front or whether this is like we see the conversation over a few days or a few visits. Yeah, I imagine that that envoy is even communicating through mail, through dreams, maybe. Yeah, and I imagine there's like a degree of which one of the ways that they want you to help is you are the one that is getting the dreams. Yeah. They have their own plans and desires because envoys are kind of capable in that way, but you're the one that is seeing these visions. I need you to like learn how to use them. Yes, like this is something they've been pushing away. I need you to embrace it, let it empower you. So do you agree to help? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I I, f- I feel like it's almost the same as becoming a jackal, where Oaken feels like, well, there's no choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the next bit is everyone answers like zero, one, or two questions as they prefer. Does anyone want to answer any questions here? Um. Yes. Okay. One question that I would like to answer is: What connection do you have to those you've just met? What memory does it evoke? Um. And I think the connection between Oaken and Soka is through the remnants and the envoys. And I think it invokes maybe not Oaken's memory, but I think it evokes Relic's memory that Oaken can then experience through their dreams. Okay. Um, Do you want to answer any other questions? Does anyone else want to answer a question? I've got a really fun one. Mm -hmm. Okay. What ideal do you hold... And what threatens it? So the jackals, one of their sort of key things is when they have to kill a remnant, they have these ceremonies and rites and procedures that they follow to the letter and everything goes right. And they only do this when it's absolutely necessary. So it's absolutely necessary that it stays done. If a remnant has to die, it has to die. And what threatens it is the fact that Relict doesn't seem to quite be finished. Because Oaken's kind of talking to them. I think that's a real uh, crack in the foundations. That's really good. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to enter any of mine. There's one which is like, what name have you earned for your accomplishments? Uh, how does your family feel when people say it around you? From the sense I get, there is a bit of a reverence towards Oaken. Mm. Maybe like it's something like Dawn Blessed. Yeah. Or something tied to the spear or something tied to trade. I think Dawn Blessed is just a great a great title anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the family feels great when people say it around us. Like, not necessarily everyone reveres them, because I don't think it's that simple, but there's definitely a sense of like they are one of the core families now and and they have some power and weight behind what they do. 
Um, okay, so does anyone want to enter a second, or should we move on? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I'm good for now. Okay. So we choose once each from either the Glory Fades or God's Laugh tables. I'm going to choose uh, one of you gains access to a power you didn't have before, making you able to act in new ways. How long does it last? What danger comes from holding it? I think as we like move into a city, like the Nimshali family begins a new trade, um, kind of secretively, um, but they begin to trade in the bismuth from beneath the city. Maybe you're working with like the Umbral Provenders. And it gives us new power and riches. It gives us both the physical properties of it. It gives us riches that like kind of extend our like grip through the city's politics. But the danger we have from holding it is like if people find out about this, it's potentially something that will like turn people against us. Mm. Uh, what would other people like to choose? I think the one that I'm gravitating towards is a remnant offers a warning what form does it take do you understand it and i like to think that that's a warning that the whole city feels um and maybe misinterprets or you know everyone's got their own take on what it is just like some kind of the ground shaking the sky turning red or something like that you know the water churning and tides turning backwards. Even more than usual. Yeah. And I, I don't think Oaken does understand it. Do, do we know who it comes from? Is it like Kadroya or is it another remnant? No, I think they've been pretty quiet because of that. I think it it is from Kadroya. It's seen as an omen, but no one necessarily knows what of. I both like the idea that we don't know whether it's, like, from Kadroya or not. Or also, like, it's Kadroya's last, like, okay, I need to say something. I've been sat quiet for a millennia. <laughs> yeah. No one understands what I'm saying. What's going on? <laughs> this is my last will and testament. <laughs> People used to get this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Steve, what are you going for? Um, We've done a lot from God's Laugh, so I'm doing one from Glory Fades. And this is directed at Oaken. <gasps> Something you own is lost or stolen. Uh, what is it? Do you know who took it? And I'm going to answer one of those, and I'm going to say it is your spear. <gasps> no, I really... <laughs> Not my spear. And I'll leave it up to you. Do you know who took it? I think it makes sense for it to be... Well, I say Oaken's family, but it's family in name only. Now, isn't it? Totally, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the myth of Oaken has wound down quite a lot. Maybe people are forgetting. And although they can't cart Oaken around anymore, the spear, even by itself, is still impressive. It's still a relic of the family. Maybe they give it to some young upstart, quote unquote, oh, prodigy. No. Oh, oh no, that's so much worse. The, that's amazing. The, the trying to build the new Oaken, better than Oaken even. <laughs> yes, Oaken two point <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I think that's um. What happened to the spear? Oh, that's horrendous. Nice. I love it. Yeah, I guess a thing that isn't in these questions, but is a thing that I know happens and changes, is I think 
the way people say your last name changes. Yes. I think it goes from Nimshalif to like Nimshif, especially as they move more into a city, they like shorten it and make it more embracey. And I think like when you wake up and meet your family, you sort of notice that too. Um, so I then get to choose how much time passes. I think centuries. Oh. Yeah. Let's do that. I don't know whether it's necessarily that you don't wake up in this time, but you don't wake up in any meaningful way. Yeah, yeah. The city is like shifting around you. And it gives the spear a chance to kind of build its own legend almost. Like, I think this happens in that gap, right? Like, you don't wake up for 100 years, so they take the spear, and then you don't wake up for another 100 years, so it kind of builds a legend. I don't think it's like, I don't think we're talking like 900 years, we're talking like somewhere between 100 and 200 years when beneath the city, Soka is still like scheming and still talking to you. And yeah, the next time you wake up will be the last thing we meet. Um, but before we do that, I get to choose once on the World's Crumble or Time Devours tables. I quite like the idea of factories blossom, industry changes. How does something once treasured become commonplace? And I think how people make things changes. Like, Embrace is one of the most advanced cities in the world, and there are changes in art, there are changes in fashion. Factories spring up along, like, the edges of the city, and people begin to mass-produce clothing. They... They begin to make like new forms of weapons as well, like guns that are designed to like attack spirit. And I think it's that that changes. I think one of the things that has changed when you wake up is these sort of items that you had, things like the Sun Spear, which has like great power and greater power than any of these like weapons they're creating. It's also just become commonplace. Like bismuth has become commonplace in the city. People have access to arms that they didn't before. And I don't think it challenges the jackal's place but it definitely like shifts some of the power within the city and you know like the next time you wake up the streets will have changed there will be canals there will be like different kinds of boats there will be very different kinds of like clothes and food and you've kind of been left behind and then we close our eyes for five minutes Jackal, wake. So we've got two options left. A desperate rebel or an uncivil war. Oh, this is a a big decision, isn't it? I think I'm going to go for an uncivil war. An uncivil war. A great family means to take power all to themselves. They see control of the jackals as key to this. Who are they? Do they mean to conduct their coup through silvered tongs or bloody blades? They ask each of us to play a role in this. Do you stand against them or with them? Is their move successful? Each player may answer none, one or two questions as they prefer. Choose once each on either the glory fades or God's laugh table. So I've kind of named two great families. There are more, which we can also name, but I feel like it makes most sense to have one that's already been on screen. Either Nim Kalad, who are like an old great family. I think they're the ones that used to be kings. 
There's also Nim Daker, who are the ones that killed the envoy. Or there is Nim Shalif. <laughs> <laughs> Your now family. Nim, Nim Shif. I, I was thinking it would maybe um, make sense a bit for it to be Nim Shif. Oh, hell yes. I think new money's coming up. Um, <laughs> these, them seeing control of the Yakels is key to this. Fits them being a Yakel family, you know, Oaken in their bloodline, scrambling for power. And I think they will use silver tongs and bloody blades. Yes. It's good. It's good. I like it. Yeah. I like, because it like throws into question the purity of the revolution or like mm. the, the strikes in interesting ways. Like, is that a different force or is it something they're creating? Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my god. <laughs> cool, cool. I Good like work, this a Beck. lot. Good work. Um, so they ask us each to play a role in this. I guess, like, let's go over through each of us what that looks like. So for me, I guess this is my family doing it. I don't think I need to answer any questions here. But for Oaken and the Jackals, how do they ask you? What do they ask you to do? And how do you respond? I, th- I think once Oaken is awake, I think... They go to ask Oaken to make an appearance, like right at the beginning, maybe a parade or something. Mm. And then I think they sense and they see that Oaken is changed, that Oaken is not actually this charismatic hero they were all told he was. And I think they decide that Oaken is far more useful as an idea than an actual figurehead in their family. Do they? create like a fake oaken maybe that's who has the spear yeah like i'm just thinking they've got the spear like that's how people would probably recognize you it probably wouldn't be that hard to be like yeah this is oaken yeah (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yes they see the person oaken has become communing with bees and maybe (laughs) talking about their strange dreams that they have tattooed on themselves and they get some strapping young lad from the family <laughs> put a spear oh in their hand God. instead. Somebody who actually waves at parades. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, that statue was never that good and it's kind of worn away over time, so yeah. it could be anyone. And the jackals? Um. Yeah, okay. And this doesn't have to be a resolved question, right? This could just be their putting pressure, but it's up to you. I think the jackals betray them. Whoa! I think they agree to help, and then at a crucial moment, they just don't show up. And I think that is a major, major hurdle, a major stumbling block in the um, this coup. Okay. I guess the Jackals have all of the other great families sort of still mm-hmm. involved in them, so that makes sense. And again, that's not all of them. Some of yeah. the Jackals might show up, but the leaders definitely. I guess the question I want to ask here is... This is mainly a question for Beck. Is this a thing that we want to have happened before the game and we're seeing the after effects of it? Or do we want it to be something that's happening for the campaign? I, I kind of think we want it to be something that's happening. Yeah. I agree. Which frames uh, Steve's answer as like, okay, they're planning on betraying them, which is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I imagine... Oaken is 
boxed up once they are back asleep in some kind of something that doesn't reveal that it is Oaken in there. Yeah. And shipped off. Maybe lost or stolen along the way, who knows? Yeah, because I know the score that we're doing is basically, hey, the jackals are moving something important. They're moving a weapon. Which actually really nicely lines up the betrayal to be the jackals let slip that they're moving Oaken. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck, that's really good. Come like, on. that's their betrayal, yes. right? Like, that's how they stop it. Yes. <laughs> cool. Can we can we not tell anyone else <laughs> this is what's going on, please? <laughs> Just keep it quiet. We'll see, we'll that's, see. That's really good. Um... So then each player may answer for a final time zero, one, or two of their questions. Does anyone have a question that they want to answer? I think I would like to answer for Oaken. What did you dream of doing, and how does it match who you are now? (laughs) I think Oaken dreamt of just living on his own terms, doing whatever he wanted day to day. He would wake up, and he would just do what he wanted, and he would be free. Um, and I think who he is now is someone who barely has their own identity. Who's in a box. Quite literally in a box. Cool. Uh, Steve, do you want to answer any of yours? Yeah. So, a member of the Shorak secretly guides your leadership. Who are they, and how did they earn your trust? Um, Can you remind me again exactly who the Shorak are? So, the Shorak are the secret rulers of Embrace. I don't think we've really discussed who they are, but I'm imagining there's, like, maybe three or four very powerful beings, both, like, working together and in a kind of turf war guiding the city. One of them is probably uh, Soka now. Um, I've also got, like, ideas of, like, there's maybe another envoy, one of them might be a ghost. Oh wow, okay. Um What if it's the ghost of Khan? I like that. Literally the original jackal. Um and how did they earn your trust? Well, I mean, they've kinda of got the credentials. Have they always been around? Like have the jackals already always known about Khan and always oh. kept the secret? And I guess like who knows it? Is it just the head or like a few people at any time? That is a very good question. Um I don't know. <laughs> I just think that's a that's a fun little thread to leave for you to pull on, maybe. Sounds good. So we have one final thing to do, which is we get to choose once each on either the glory fades or God's laugh table. So I think the only one I'm drawn to, and maybe this is a space where we can leave off on, is uh, a source of your power is beginning to fade. How do you cover it up? And I think... This is probably for the jackals. I think over the last century, over the last few decades, it's become more and more apparent that the strength that they draw from Rodella is starting to fade. So we never answered the question about which piece of Rodella fuels the jackals, but I think Beck mentioned the heart. So let's go for that, because I like the idea of like at some point each jackal ate a piece of Rodella's heart. And there was a group within the Jackals called the Kindlers, who are basically the people that got trained by the Envoy to keep that going and keep that regrowing. But I think for some reason, that regrowth, I don't think it stops. I think it gets weaker. I think every time you regrow it, it just kind of fades a little bit more. It gets a bit more fragile. And I think 
secretly the jackal's power is starting to fade out. Gosh. So we leave on those images, I think. I think we, we leave on the image of Nim Sheaf slowly moving through the city, handing out bribes, stoking factions to move against faction, blades bloody with carefully calculated assassinations, ordering Oaken to be shipped across the city so they can move him out of the picture, so they can like present their own false hero. And we see the jackals agreeing to help them. We see the jackals as an organization full of fear about the power that they still hold, full of fear about the fading strength that they have, and knowing that they can't act openly against Nimshif, and sending one of them to send a message to the newly formed rebel groups that are rising and spreading like fire across the city. And those rebels, they hear of the jackals shipping a weapon, and they form a plan to seize it for themselves. And the last image we see is Oaken, asleep in a box. We hear first the sound of a crate being open of crowbar pulling against wood and nail. And then we sense the brightness as we open our eyes and we can't quite see who's in front of us. But when our vision settles, we see three strangers who we've never seen before. 